Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Hey guys, how are you? It's Renee here. I love being back with you for another week. How are you? Have you had a good week? I hope you have. I've had a great week. I did another wedding this week, which was fun. Um, Now, episode 75, where are we going today? Guys, we've got another hot topic, another hot, hot topic what can I say? The world just keeps dishing up really good things for us to talk about. So I want to hit up today, Chloe Kardashian and that photo. If you guys do not know what I'm talking about, just press pause on the podcast for a second and just go and have a quick Google of Chloe Kardashian and the photo and a whole stack of stuff will come up for you. I will explain it here if you don't feel like pausing or you're driving and you can't pause. Um, But I want to talk about this whole photo episode that's just happened in the last couple of weeks. And I want to talk about the big fail, the big fat fail of this whole body positivity movement. That's quite a mouthful, right? Try saying that fast. We're going to look at what happened, what was Chloe's response, what was the public's response, and really, what is the bigger narrative at play here? And I'm going to give us some answers today. I'm I'm going to solve the world's problems today, guys, of body positivity. Um, Can I just say before we start, thank you so much to everyone that is clicking that five-star rating on Apple Podcast. I don't think you can do it on Spotify. Can someone please hit me up about that? I don't think you can rate and review on Spotify. I'm an Apple girl myself, but thank you so much. Thank you to the people who are taking a moment to write a review. Honestly, it helps me uh, it helps the podcast just to keep, you know, pushing along and um, putting it out there into other people's spaces so they know what that we're here. So I really, really, really appreciate it. Anyway, on to Chloe Kardashian. By the way, this podcast is just as much for boys, okay? If you're a guy, send it to a guy listener. Not because it's about the Kardashians, by the way, but because the topic is becoming more and more relatable to guys as well as girls. So let me just say, I kind of used to watch the Kardashians a couple years ago. Georgia really was the one watching it. I kind of would come in sometimes and sit down. It is a bit addictive. Anyway, I have not looked at anything Kardashian for probably a couple of years. And I have not seen a picture of Chloe who, no, she's not the baby, is she? I can't remember where she comes in the scheme of things. I think it's Courtney, Kim, and then Chloe. And then, of course, Kylie. Um, So anyway, I haven't looked at a picture of hers for a few years. So when all this blew up and started coming on my Instagram feed, I stalked her Instagram, as you do. And I was actually shocked at how different she looks now to when I saw her a couple years ago. She literally looks like this whole other person. Like I barely recognized her. So I don't know what work she's had done, but she looks really different. Anyway, what happened? What was this saga about her? Apparently it was her grandmother took a picture of her at a private family function. So she was in a bikini standing by the pool 
And what happened was this pic was posted on social media mistakenly and without her permission by an assistant. Now, this picture, apparently it looked quite remarkably different from all her other pics that she posted because it wasn't edited or filtered. So apparently her curves curves look different. Her skin doesn't look so smooth. Clearly it wasn't airbrushed or edited. So of course, everyone noticed this photo. So it started being shared and reposted and literally went viral, but for good reasons, like people were really wrapped in this real natural, natural a la picture of Khloe Kardashian. Now, what was Khloe's response? Well, she was mortified that this picture got out without her permission. So the Kardashian team set to action quickly issuing takedown notices on all of the Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit accounts. In fact, one Twitter account was even locked out of their own account for posting. So this company couldn't get into their own account. So Chloe's whole thing was, hey, you know, so what that I like to have the photos I put out there edited and airbrushed. It's no different to when I get up in the morning and I put on some makeup and I do my hair and I wear nice clothes. If that's how I want to present myself to the world, then that's up to me. Anyway, there was this huge reaction all over one photo. So what was the public's response? Well, everyone seemed bewildered by the reaction because everyone else loved the photo. They thought that, hey, we're going to celebrate this realistic, you know, unairbrushed image. So the public's response was, this is amazing. This is so good that she's putting something out here uh, that's so real and so raw. They thought it was a great step in a positive direction, you know, celebrating what women really look like unfiltered. So this quick bid for the Kardashian team to remove this photo from the entire internet literally started to backfire on the Kardashians big time. People now were highly disappointed that an unedited photo had to be taken down because her real face, yes, the one that she walks around with in reality every day, didn't match the photoshopped shape-shifted CGI image that she always puts on social media. So Chloe's response was to then go and post a few short videos. You can go on her Instagram, go and have a look. Uh, Now, interestingly, these short videos she posted of herself um, were in kind of darkish lighting from a distance, but they were, according to her, completely unfiltered, not airbrushed, And she wanted to prove that her body, her unfiltered body in these videos, didn't look anything like that photo that went viral. This turned out to be a huge mistake because what she was saying was that photo, which by the way, probably looks better than what most of us would look like in an unfiltered pic and looking like that photo therefore is unacceptable. That's what she was saying. She said with her mouth that that photo was beautiful. Her, In fact, her caption in those little videos said that photo is beautiful, but her actions were telling us that she clearly must think that that photo is ugly. So where does that leave the most of us? Well, 
feeling like crap, really, right? Because if that's ugly, then heck, where does that leave me? Where does that leave you? So here, let me just uh, quote to you what she wrote in the caption underneath those videos that she posted of her unfiltered self. So I quote, in truth, the pressure, constant ridicule and judgment my entire life to be perfect and to meet others' standards of how I should look has been too much to bear. But as someone who has struggled with body image her whole life, when someone takes a photo of you that isn't flattering and then shares it to the world, you should have every right to ask for it to not be shared, regardless of who you are, unquote. But what she did was completely dig herself into a bigger hole here, because the reaction to this was now, hang on a second, you and your sister's created this industry. You created this ridiculous standard that now you find yourself a slave to. You can't bear the pressure of meeting other people's standards, but you created those standards. So let me just play to you, um, I think it goes for about 20 seconds, a TikTok that was put out by a lady called catlady underscore 37. Take a listen. I've never felt sorry for her. You know, she's rich, she's white, she's heterosexual, but I've always felt a bit of empathy just because of how media and society has treated her versus her sisters. You know, being called the ugly sister, which is so gross. But any empathy I had was gone after that live video. You are a grown woman with a female child and you went on a live video to disparage your own photo of you looking like a human being, a photo that 95% of people that I've seen loved because you look great in it. You stood there in a poorly lit room, six feet away from the camera, blurry filter, whatever it was on it, meticulously placed sweatpants and sweatshirt to bitch about the standards of beauty that you and your sisters created, continue to perpetuate and profit from. You cannot rage against the machine when you are the machine, Chloe. You're not just putting out light edits and filters. You're distorting your body on daily basis for profit. You are the problem. Whoa, that was savage, right? But that's pretty much the reaction. Let's have a look at a couple of her, uh, a couple of things she said there. So she said, you disparaged a photo of yourself looking like a human being. And then this classic line, you cannot rage against the machine when you are the machine. And then she pauses and with great sass, Chloe, you are the problem. Now, why are people reacting like this? Well, it's because for years, Chloe and her sisters have regularly stressed the importance of body positivity. In fact, not just them. It's an entire movement that has swept the entire internet. But this over-the-top reaction by a team of lawyers, by the way, did I even talk about the lawyers that got involved? The lawyers ended up getting involved, sending legal notes to people, threatening people that they have to take this image down. So that was sending the complete opposite message to what these girls had been saying for years about body positivity. So Chloe's body positive captions and posting does not match this week's or last week's actions of sending lawyers in with legal action to take one unfiltered, non-airbrushed photo down. 
Okay, so what we need to do is we need to step back from this and have a, a bigger conversation because, you know, my, my heart is by no means for this to land on, you know, on Chloe Kardashian or any of the Kardashian girls. I mean, I, I looked back too and I saw her posting about Easter and, and put up something beautiful about Jesus r- raising from the dead. And, you know, she is doing the best that she knows how. And so I this is certainly by no means... Um, to, to criticize her or her sisters, but I wanted to use it to point out a much bigger conversation to look at what is really happening here because it's huge. What this whole thing has done has actually exposed a really big issue, which is this, that the body positive messages have not resulted in body positive self-images. Let me say that again. Body positive messages have not resulted in body positive self-images. In other words, the body positive movement has not worked. It has not done what it set out to do. In a generation where there is an abundance of body positive messages, like it is everywhere, We have a generation struggling like never before with body negativity. Let me say that again. I want you, I I really want this to get into your, into your minds. And by the way, this is not just for girls. I am increasingly seeing the pressure on guys in a generation where there is an abundance of body positive messages We have a generation struggling like never before with body negativity. Why? Why is this happening? It's because the messages do not match the messenger's actions. Okay, let me say that again. The messages, the words do not match the messenger's actions. The body positive message does not match the body negative actions that we're seeing. In fact, let me be so bold as to say the opposite is true. I think the body positive movement has created more body negativity. Mic drop, I can walk off now. No, (laughs) let me say that again. The body positive movement has created more body negativity. Let me explain further and show you how this is true because, look, I feel like I don't really need to explain it that much because I'm pretty sure that you all know it in your gut, but let me just spell it out a little bit more. All right, let's look at some of the body positive messages that bombard you and me, whether you go on Pinterest or whatever social media platform you're on. These are the kinds of things we see over and over and over. You are beautiful just as you are. Accept yourself. Fat is not a bad word. Love your body because you only have one. All bodies are good bodies. Beautiful isn't a size. Mirrors are glass and I'm more than that. I am more than the number on the scale. I believe in myself. Take care of your energy. Fat does not mean ugly. And then, of course, there's the abundance of body positive hashtags. You can go look at these yourself. Hashtag body positive. Hashtag celebrate my size. Hashtag honor my curves. 
hashtag plus is equal, hashtag love yourself, hashtag self-love, hashtag curvy, hashtag confidence, hashtag body acceptance, and hashtag all bodies are good bodies. And by the way, I could go on and on and on. These are endless. But let's compare these messages with the actions that we're seeing. Well, people are going to all sorts of lengths, including extreme lengths, to change their bodies. You know, there's a gym workout obsession, cosmetic procedures from fillers to non-surgical rhinoplasty have gone to an all-time high. Botox is the new norm, not just in your 40s anymore, but from your 20s onwards. Apparently, it's a preventative. Someone explained that to me the other day. I was like, thanks for enlightening me. This is why it's preventative. Apparently, if you freeze parts of your face, then you can't move it to create more wrinkles in the future. Okay. I was like, okay, I can see how that works. So there's this self-awareness Um, that's sending people to the plastic surgeon in record numbers. So self-care and selfies are leading millennials to get cosmetic procedures. Now, you can go and look these studies up again, but there's a lot of studies on this, but this particular one I want to look at today, which was done by the American Academy of Facial Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery, reported that cosmetic procedures have increased now we're talking cosmetic, okay, so non-surgical, has increased 47% since 2013. That was at the time of this study. And 23 to 38-year-olds have increased the demand for plastic surgery because of their fixation, right? There's a key word, fixation of self-care and growing up with social media, Four-fifths of the procedures being done are non-surgical, like Botox, fillers, microneedling, and non-surgical rhinoplasty. So the motivation primarily is to look better in selfies. So I've talked about this before. This is why I did not let Georgia post selfies growing up. Remember, I had this rule. I think I've said it somewhere on another episode, but I had this rule that she could only post one in 10, and thank God I did. The funniest thing about this study is that the people getting these procedures want to look as natural as possible. Mm, There's a lot of hypocrisy in that. And 100% of people, 100% of people in this study also said that they feel that it is the celebrities that have the influence in this cosmetic procedure trend. Mm, There's another key word, trend, fixation and trend. So we have this incredible hypocrisy happening between the body positivity movement and the resulting actions. The movement says, accept yourself, love yourself, be yourself, embrace yourself. But the ensuing actions are change yourself, fix yourself, fill it, freeze it, lift it, pump it. (laughs) So what's happening is social media is shifting the perception of what normal is. So normal has become huge lips, big butts, dark tans, glossy, photoshopped. But this is the problem. What is normal changes over time. 
So what was normal when I was growing up in the 90s is not normal now. So we are told what an ideal body looks like now, but it's absolute rubbish because that was not the ideal body 10 years or 20 years ago. In fact, I want you guys to go to my Instagram because I'm going to put up this fantastic graphic that I found where this girl used... um, Originally, it was done with Barbies or dolls where they looked at um, the different dolls changing over time and how the body types have changed over the past 60 years. But she's done an even better job by doing a computer version of that. So there's these dolls. So go and look on my Instagram so you know what I'm talking about. Um, And each body type represents a different era. I think there's about eight of them because every decade or so, what is acceptable and what is so-called normal changes. So when I was growing up in the 90s, it was all about being really super duper thin, like waif thin. Like you did not want to have any curves in the 90s. Like if you had any curves, you were made to feel abnormal. And I literally laugh now to look and go, oh my gosh, Now, it's like the bigger the curves in certain places, the better. The more cinched in the waist and bigger the butt, the better. It's like what what was normal then is completely different to what is normal now. So every time we get sucked into what's seemingly normal, that's not going to be normal in years to come. This look that's in now, I guarantee you, is not going to be in in a decade's time. So it's no longer just social media that's becoming the complete lie. Everyday life is literally becoming a complete lie. So let me tell you the problems, what the problem is. I'll tell you where this is coming from. Let me tell you the root of the problem. And then I want to give you two answers. Like literally, I'm like, if people would just do these two things and listen to these two things, we could completely revolutionize this whole ridiculous body positivity that's actually become body negativity. Okay, this is what the problem is. We have become self-obsessed. We are self-consumed, self-focused, and look, dare I say it, we've become really selfish. So what do we need to do? The first thing that we need to do with this whole self-obsession about how we look and how we're presenting on social media, and not only that now, but how we're presenting in real life, the first thing we need to do is to take our eyes off of ourselves and have a realignment about what really matters. We are confused about what really matters. The size of your butt does not really matter. The size of your waist does not really matter. Your lips do not really matter. Now, of course, look, please hear me Hear me out here. It is normal to have things about ourselves that we don't like, okay? We all do. I mean, gosh, some of the photos that the team put up of me on our church Instagram have me dying sometimes. I'm like, really, guys? Out of all the photos you could have picked, you put that one up? That's awful. Um, but do you know what I remind myself of every time I think that? I try and say to myself, you know what? Who really cares? Is that really what it's about? It really doesn't matter. There's bound to be a thousand bad pics when I'm in the middle of talking and preaching. But I'm talking to live people in a room. I'm not thinking about the camera that's click, click, clicking around the side because it's not what's important. We've got to keep the the main thing, the main thing and realign what really matters. 
And you know what? Sometimes those photos on social media, I don't like them, but you know what? Who cares? So what? It doesn't really say the important thing of life, which is who I am and and the the fact that I'm I'm preaching and I'm and I'm sharing the gospel message of Jesus Christ with people. That's what matters. And sure, there's nothing wrong with looking good. Like go to the gym, wear makeup. I do. My grandmother always taught me and my mum, make your bed and put your makeup on <laughs> before you leave the house. You know, get your hair dyed or don't get your hair dyed because now apparently it's really cool to be go gray if you're gray. I'm not gray, thank God. But no, I shouldn't say that. See, see, I'm being judgy, naughty. But you know, what's wrong is when it flips over into this obsession of always making it about ourself and thinking about ourself, that is selfish. And guys, that's a sin. This is why Jesus never said, love yourself. You are enough. You are worthy. I've done a whole podcast on this a while ago because it drives me nuts that I hear Christian pastors, particularly Christian female pastors, I hear them saying this, love thyself. Like, no, that's not the answer. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, take up your cross, lose your life, deny yourself. How do we do that? Go and live your life to help someone else. Go live out a purpose. Go and focus on other people. Give, be generous, be kind, Go change the world a little bit at a time. Why? Because that way, that's the way to be a whole lot happier. And Jesus already knew it. That's why he says in the New Testament, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Because when we don't make life about ourselves and we're not self-obsessed and self-focused and selfish, then we are more blessed. That's the way to true happiness. Oh, but it's so hard, you might say, and social media makes it so competitive. You know what? Get off social media. Don't follow those accounts where the body positivity message is being pushed and yet you can see body negativity is resulting. Start parenting our kids better. That social media is not life. Start teaching our youth and the young people around us the truth that being on social media and allowing it to make you self-obsessed will actually make you unhappy. So that's my, that's my first solution to this is stop being so self-obsessed and start being others obsessed. But my second one is we need to start being better role models. Where are all our role models like I'm doing the best that I can to lead the way, but we need more of you. We need more younger people and leaders to do the same thing. You know, I look at some of the um, some of the Christian women, even particularly in America, some of the well-known ones, and they are actually not role modeling to me because I can tell all of the um, that they've fallen into this. I can see all of the obsession and the. Um, the the fake tanning and the plastic surgery and the cosmetic uh, surgery, I I can see all of that. And it really does disturb me. And I'm like, there's got to be a different way. And we need to, in fact, you know what I've started doing? I've started following women who are older, who are embracing their age and just absolutely nailing it. I've started following accounts and none of them are Christian, by the way, I've started following accounts of older women who inspire me, who are sassy and cool and creative. 
And I'm like, that's the person that I want to be because I want to be that for you girls. And we need guys in this space as well. I'm really proud of Georgia. She's doing it in her space. Not one of the girls that she is leading in her squad is self-obsessed or running out for Botox. And it's no wonder because she's not. I mean, she wants to be healthy and she wants to be fit and, you know, and it's because she's not obsessed with herself. She wants to be healthy, but she's not self-obsessed. You know, I've hung out with plenty of leaders, with girl leaders um, in my travels, and often quite a few of them, I find them quite obsessed with themselves. I don't even think they realize it, but I can hear it in their conversation. You know, they tell me, oh, you know, I don't want to put on weight and, oh, look at these sunspots that I'm getting and they whinge about getting older. And I'll let you in on a bit of a secret. You know what? Nobody really cares what you look like as much as you do. Like, I hope that's a good thing that you're hearing me say here. They're too busy thinking about how they look. Nobody is as focused on you as you are. I think we need to just let ourselves off the hook a little bit. I saw a reel this week where there was a woman, I think she was either like early 30s or late 20s, and she had this like really droopy eye, like one eye was really noticeably droopy. And I could see in the reel that she was using like these gadgets to lift the skin around. So I clicked on it because I thought, oh, this could be good. You know, I'm always up for a good skin stimulating gadget, not because I'm obsessed, but like I said, there's nothing wrong with looking good. It's when it flicks into obsession. Anyway, I clicked on this reel and it was so funny. It actually turned out that she had a Botox injury. So this Botox was somehow injected wrong and it caused one eye to majorly drop and then the other eye overcompensated by becoming super wide. Now, at first I was mortified because I could not believe that this can really happen when Botox goes wrong. It's actually terrible how much harm we can cause ourselves with these procedures. But what was incredulous to me and showed me how twisted this has all become was actually the comment section. And this went viral, this reel. Everyone was applauding her for being so raw and so real and so authentic to share her story. Can anyone else see the disconnect here? I can't be the only one, right? Like the hypocrisy, she's being applauded for her authenticity to share her story of Botox gone wrong. Like, because, you know, having Botox at the age of 30 is so real and so raw and so authentic. Here's a classic quote that I found in an article that I was reading. I just thought this was hilarious. To a girl called Marla, I quote, The doctor had asked me what I wanted my nose to look like, and I brought in a Snapchat version of myself with one of the preset filters. Real quote, guys. Can you believe that? People are modeling what they want their bodies to look like off of a Snapchat. So let me finish off with just a few of these interesting little um, stats that you can look at and that I found super easy on Instagram. At the time of recording this podcast, there are 446 million photos on the selfie hashtag. Did you get that? So if you look up hashtag selfie, and by the time you do it, it will be more, there were 446 million photos on the hashtag selfie, 63 million on hashtag self-love. 
79.8 million photos on hashtag love yourself and 62.5 million on hashtag self-care. But let's flip that. On the other hand, how many for hashtag others? Hmm, 551,000. For hashtag love others, 798,000. For hashtag self-denial, 8.8,000. That's not a very cool thing to say. This one was a little bit better. For hashtag helping others, 2.4 million. But you can see the huge, huge disparity here that anything to do with self-love, love yourself, self-care has been quoted millions and millions and millions and millions and millions, tens of millions of times compared to anything to do with others, loving others, et cetera, et cetera. So my two solutions there are that we need to focus more on others, focus our life more on what we can do for other people, not for ourselves. And secondly, that we need to start rising up and being better role models ourselves. And if we start to do that in droves, then maybe, just maybe, we can turn this around. So clearly the body positivity movement is doing more harm. The body positivity movement is not working. The body positivity movement has failed. It it has literally failed. It gets the big fat fail stamp from me. Isn't it the definition of insanity to keep doing the same thing and expect different results? So how about we boycott it? How about we try something else? Gosh, why don't we maybe take a leaf out of the Bible and try helping others, giving our lives, self-denial, putting others first, being love-obsessed for not ourselves but for others? And I can guarantee you it will completely revolutionize how we see ourselves. So there you go. All right, what can you take away? Well, look, there's a million gazillion things that you could take away from that. But maybe this week, something that you can do is to post something where you're maybe helping someone else and start changing our hashtags around more to do with loving others and helping other people. And maybe maybe some of the celebrities out there can start doing the same and actually have their message matching their actions. One can only hope But meanwhile, we just need to be strong enough to not be influenced by that and not to live our lives like that's the truth, because clearly it's one of the biggest lies to be fed to our generation today. So there you go. I hope that you got something out of that. I know you always do. Um, Anyway, I want you to come along, chat with me on social media. Make sure that you come and check out that picture that I'm going to put up of those dolls over the different eras. It's really, really fascinating. I'd love you to see that. Anyway, I hope you have the most wonderful week and I really look forward to being back with you on Friday for the Parenthood episode. Until then, have a great one. Bye. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast.